Welcome to Swamp Grits, serving up your recommended dose of queer nutrition. I'm Shpak, and this is Sai. Can I just say that I'm always very much a bitch to you in the intros, and I'm going to fix that today. Only in the intros, though. I like it. I, I like it, so, you know, it's fine. Thank you. Today is a special <laughs> episode because we have with us our first Swamp Grits guest, and I want to also note her name starts with an S, just like us, which I think the only people allowed on the show are S-named people. That's just like something that's going to start now. Um, but her name is Shuka. <laughs> Shuka, you want to say something? Uh, hi. Um, yeah, no pressure at all. Just the first guest on a on a um, show that talks about movies, and I don't watch movies. So this is a great, um, really, really great. I love it. We're award-winning. <laughs> we have a lot riding on her too i mean basically like if she doesn't work out then we might just collapse the whole podcast so that's kind of how it's going mm-hmm. perfect shuka is queer she is a friend she's one of my most significant queer friends she is someone who has experienced the beauty and the torture of being with and without friends in the queer community shuka will be helping us talk about our theme for today why are queer friends amazing why are they so intense? Why are they sometimes hard to find? And finally, just a lot of ragging on straight people. Marty's sweating like yeah. a lot. <laughs> oh, I like the air conditioning blasting, and it is not that hot out. Let me tell you. I love that you are so nervous about this situation uh-huh. we are minimum <laughs> we, are, we are so low on the totem pole of things to be nervous about we are called swamp grits <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah but this matters a lot i love this podcast and i have a lot of respect for this project so you know i want to do a good job sugar you already have the job girl stop i know i'm so good at that <laughs> Tell us. All right, let's start our conversation with the first kind of kind of thing I want to get us get us stirred on. Um, so the big theme is queer friendships. You know what it is to have friendships as a queer person, uh, what they look like, all that. And I want to ask our guest, what are some you know significant or some of your first memories of queer friendships? You know, what does that bring to mind for you? Yeah, I feel like my early queer friendships is kind of like segmented to different periods of my early life, if that makes sense. Because I also, I grew up in Iran, right, until I was about 12. So I went to an all-girls elementary school. So it was interesting. Like, I was surrounded by girls all the time, right? The only boys that I ever saw were, like, the neighborhood boys who I totally, you know, I played rough with all the all the guys, played soccer, did all of that stuff. But with the girls, you know, that was, like really where like my connections were there were definitely moments of exploration with certain girls like I have memories like you know just innocent young and you're just like I don't know like I I have a memory of me and this girl kissing outside of school which was also very ballsy it was right outside of school like I could see the school from where we kissed you know what I mean like so bold 
So bold. And in a Muslim country, just out in public, me and this girl kissing. But it was just very... (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. So that's like when I think about like kind of those queer like experiences and like friendships, I kind of have this theory that like the group of girls that I hung out with way back in fourth, fifth grade were kind of queer. Like, I don't know, there was something about the way that the conversations and the curiosity and all of that stuff. So that that's what I instantly think of. But then I feel like there was almost like a a break in sort of knowing queer people. Cause I moved to this totally, country. Totally. I was just trying to figure out how to be an immigrant. I mean, the queer thing was on the back burner in many ways, right. I was just trying to find my way. And then I think in high school, me and like my, my girlfriends would always like joke about being bisexual. We like loved being like, I think I'm bisexual, but like none of us actually <laughs> believe in it. We just love like the concept of being bisexual. Right. So there was like, there was a lot of those. So we all, like, yeah. I can't believe you're one of those girls. Like I was 100, I was like the girl that like posted a picture of me and my like good friend kissing on MySpace. I'm like, Oh you my know. God. What? Yeah, I, was, I was that bitch. I really, I like wanted to play the role of a bisexual. Little did I know, like I actually was queer. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't believe that I actually, was I just thought I was playing this like role because I thought it was like cool and fun to be bisexual which is also crazy because it was like you know back then people were so homophobic I mean I don't even know how that was a thing but anyway so that was kind of like then and then you know I didn't really have true queer friends until college until sort of the um uh, you know we had like the co-op scene uh at Michigan State it was basically like all of like all the rejects like the people that weren't in frats or weren't in sports or weren't in whatever would all get together in these houses um they were co-ed so guys and girls lived together it was very queer very just open and those were some of my first groups of queer friends that I knew of and we were all very open about it and it was really comfortable and it was like what I would consider like a true like queer friendship where we're all self-aware and aware of each other and I just imagine there was a lot of artists that's just all yeah. I see when you describe it. It seems like you were all good at some kind of art. <laughs> you were you were all yeah. Honest. It would be like everybody sitting in the living room. Like some people are painting, some people are <laughs> doing this. There's a lot of you know weed smoking. Um, I love this place already. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, and that was kind of around the time that I matched back. I mean, I met you freshman year of college, which I didn't. I don't think I had any queer friends at that time, really. And I don't think that me and you knew really at all. And then I saw you again, spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally ran into Speck at a gay bar, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> like we both like, looked at each other. Hmm. I think we were sitting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you were like sitting in some girl's lap or something, if I remember correctly, by the fire. I just have this like memory. Yeah. And I think I was it was like, clear from that situation that yeah, I was, I was like, no longer mm-hmm. freshman year uh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, you were not. You were, you were a different woman. <laughs> the next time uh, I saw Shpack. <laughs> she was making out with someone on their lap outside by a fire. Yeah. No. yeah I actually feel like a drag queen, you know, yeah. like it was a different than what I had previously seen, so... Yeah, I mean, so one thing, too, I love about the way you just described that, too, is, like, the two-part thing, because I feel like that's I, it's very similar in the whole, like, you have your queer friendships 
like I have like my important ones from being an adult and then I have the reevaluating of my entire life where everybody's yeah. queer and yeah, that's yeah. a totally different story. Right. Um, yeah. but you definitely like can see a thread of like queer people, like throughout everything. Right. Or how they like touch you at different times. I don't know. Sorry. What do you think? No, I was, I was honestly thinking about what you said that the gap fades too, because I feel like there was also that phase in my life in elementary school where a lot of the girls now in retrospect, I know were queer and somebody like mm-hmm. have confirmed Oh. And his adult are queer, but there's like that innocent factor that you really don't associate mm-hmm. with any kind of like sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then there's that awkward growth and in your preteen and all of a sudden that maybe queer things do exist. And then mm-hmm. there's that reevaluation of queer identity. So I, yeah, I guess it was, it was, it was very much the same as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's like, I feel like when I think of really early queer friendships, it's like, there was something there, right? There's that like connection that you can't quite describe. Like we didn't yeah. know what being queer was. Like I, I don't think I had ever even seen a gay person until I moved to the U.S. Like I don't think I ever knew the concept of that, right? And but I think it's like when I think about those connections, there's something that they had in common with my later years of being friends with queer people. There's just something there. Yeah, maybe it's like to like. I feel like when I was younger, I was more natural. And so I just like gravitated towards who I like naturally wanted to. And then there's like this point in sort of puberty where you start to sort of like perform something and you try and Mm -hmm. kind of figure it all out. And Mm -hmm. then, um, later I was trying to like, then once I figured out, especially like coming out or being in that process, Mm -hmm. like however long that is, is like you kind of revisiting who you were as a child and like rediscovering the things that you naturally like or want. Right. So like, Yeah. yeah, I think that a lot of my queer friends I've made as adult, as an adult, like remind me more of who, I don't know who I was or something yeah and I know we all have different experiences with that now um but you can think of like a like a time maybe even like she go you know in college like you just you stop performing so much when you Mm -hmm. suddenly are in say the co-op group or whatever and it's like okay Mm -hmm. there's not like as many rules like I don't have to like I don't have to like pretend to lose a beer beer pong anymore you know or whatever like you know it's just like it's all so stupid and now you're like free you know and even even Uh if you do end up with like straight friends later you have done the work to not have to deal with as much of the shit that you put up with when you were trying to live in their world, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I feel like in like teenage years, you're just trying to find your way in so many aspects that like the queer layer was like too much. Like I couldn't even go there. Do you know what I mean? And like, I feel like when I was way younger and I didn't understand that, like, you know, I didn't understand people's hatred and like, ignorance and everything like that I was just innocent you know I kind of you know I was comfortable with it almost then and then as I got into my teenage years then I was very concerned with what people thought and you know I this can't be me and all of these things so it was just pushed you know in the very very back and then like you said back it was almost like full circle back to like the true me you know like when mm-hmm. you are all the walls are down and you're just you're you mm-hmm. and and it takes people to to do that I mean I don't know how anybody comes out without already having kind of queer friends and queer queer community. I think it would be, it sounds so hard, you know, like to, to just be out there on your own. 
yeah. I heard people say like, not like straight people, even like anybody saying like, I don't know any queer people. And I'm like, you do first of all, second of all, yeah. like, <laughs> if you don't like the level of trying you had to do, it's like, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. 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 I have a yeah. question for you guys now that I, I've, I'm kind of like assessing certain people from my past because now I can't not do that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a person could have been a close friend, could have been just an acquaintance that you had an inkling about and you may have fell out of touch. But then when you come into contact with this person again and they are out and queer and you're out and queer, but you don't address it. Have you ever had that situation? You don't really talk about being queer with someone that you obviously had a relationship with in a past. Like, have, has that ever happened to us? That's really interesting. I mean, I feel like I've ran literally spiral, right? Like the, the gay bar where me and Speck met, the only gay bar in town, right? That's where the gays, I mean, if you were gay, that's the only place to go, right? I feel like there I did, not regularly, but definitely a few times ran into people, even from like my high school. There, there was like this one guy yeah, I remember yeah. who I almost like, it was funny. I almost went to like homecoming with him or something like that. I forget. We had this thing where we were like, should we go to homecoming together? Like we want, like, and then we never did. I don't even, I don't know what happened, but then years later I saw him and I just was like, Hey, and, uh, no, we never, we were, we weren't like, Oh, look at us now. Like it was never, we were just like, Hey, you're here. I'm here. Cool. Let's take a shot. Like it was just, there was never like a conversation. So yeah, I think that's happened to me probably more than sitting down and talking about our like queerness. I feel like I don't talk about my queerness with people unless I don't know, like we're tight already, like we're closer. Mm-hmm. Okay, you I know? get that. Because that situation is literally almost verbatim. A situation I'm referencing in my own mind about this kid mm-hmm. I think I had a crush on. He was obviously gay. That's why. Yeah, he was more feminine than I could yeah. ever be. Um, yeah, and, like non threatening queer men yeah. were the only men I ever liked. Yeah. I lived for it. <laughs> and, you know, I, we ran, I think we ran into him at like a restaurant. And he was obviously, like, with his boyfriend. I was obviously very much queer. And it was it was just that situation of just like, ah, how are you? We didn't engage about it, but it was like something, a conversation I was having in the back of my head about it. So I just think that's so interesting. I think I kind of prefer, not, I don't prefer it. I think I kind of like that because sometimes I feel like we put so much emphasis on, like, me being queer is like this big identity and it's like I am this queer person and all I talk about is being queer and like sometimes it's like I just like want to be I just want to exist as a queer person and just like not have to address that I'm queer all the time does that make sense like Mm -hmm. that's why like it's um when it comes to like you know movie like queer movies and stuff like that like I much prefer a show or a movie that is just a show or a movie. And then there happens to be queer people in it. And maybe we don't even talk about the fact that they're queer. They just are. Right. Mm-hmm. I tend to not watch movies and Speck knows this and she gives me so much shit for it. I tend to not watch movies and shows that are like focused on these are gay people, you know? And I, that also it's, it's complicated because that also goes back to, I am just really tired of like tragic queer stories and I just feel like so much queer media is just focused so much on the tragedy or like hiding or like it's just like I just want stories people are just living their lives and they're queer you know and and I feel like we're just starting to get there in media 
but we're not there, you know? Uh, we are nowhere near. And I think that's a big, like, Shpack, you can talk to this. Like, that's a that's kind of a big part, I think. That's become a big thing about Swamp Grits. We, we like to point out that we don't have content that, you know, matches the quality of what we want to see in just, like, any movie and yeah. television show. We haven't yeah. gotten to that. We haven't gotten to that. I think, Sadie, we both felt fonder about the movies prior to Swamp Grits, just because, like, when you're for, and actually, maybe that's a good catharsis, too, to, like, sit and be forced to talk about something and then realize, like, how traumatic it was to, like, put that on screen, you know? Like, that's like, you know, oh, I love this movie. Like, I love this movie where this, like, lesbian kills herself and a hawk flies off her arm. It's like, yeah, like, I do love that movie, but, like, I also, like, that wasn't really safe. For my mind, you know, and like yeah. all this stuff is fucking like so toxic, right? It's so dark, and it yeah. just continues to reiterate that the world hates you and you're gonna <laughs> yeah. fail. It's yeah. like, okay, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, can I just live? Can I just really live in the sound the way you're saying it? Though? Oh, thank so. you. Yeah. <laughs> thank I, you. I, I might sample it for the new thing. <laughs> Can we remix that for the? Uh... <laughs> oh my god, that is kind of that's the theme song of my head sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, the world hates you, and you're gonna fail. The world hates seriously, you. Seriously, seriously. Um, and to also like one thing too. Like I was thinking when you guys are both talking about the people you run into. I, yeah, I think I agree that too. Like you don't. You know, we've talked about this before, Sadie, on here that like. We don't want to force people to remember who they were before they were out, too. So, like, when you run into someone from high school or from college Mm -hmm. and they're queer, like, you want to be like, I mean, we're the people who understand, right? Like, that we don't need to be like, oh, this is shocking. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a a dead name, you know? It's like, you don't want to resurrect someone's dead name and be like, oh, your name's different now. Remember when your name was Steven? It's like, no one wants to hear that. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's definitely like a, a mini dead name thing. And I think, so I have a friend from college who, you know, you know, and, and I don't know how like fair this is to say, but like I knew that he was gay and like, I, here's what I'll say. And this is not, I feel like people think that it's like you see someone being effeminate, but it's no, it's because they seem like heavier. They seem like yeah. they're like holding more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like that. And I was like, I kind of couldn't be around him because he was so he made me very in pain to be like, like, I was like, it was just like too much. And, um, he came out and everybody was like, of course, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And like, Mm -hmm. we became friends more once he came out and, you know, whatever. And we're friends now. And whenever I talk to him, I'm just like, you know, I would never say that to him. I would never ever remind him of any of the things he said or did during that period. I'm just like, you are perfect in all your versions and these are the way like you know what I mean and this was your journey and the things you said were true when they were true and that's it and like you know and that's I mean but I do think there are like women that I feel like we had deeper connections as young people yeah that maybe didn't didn't come out but I still feel like there's something is that is that maybe longing your feelings (laughs) (laughs) a bit of longing there is that what it is I'm going to evaluate that later. Let me sparkle back on that. (laughs) Let me side panel that. Because you know what? Actually, you're right. Because sometimes some stuff becomes things that I want to be true more than they are. So I'll reevaluate that. Um, But okay, let's move on to the next sort of theme we want to talk about today. By the way, Sugar, you're doing great. 
Oh, shoot, I feel like the beginning started rough. I don't really know what I said in the first few minutes. It that happens that part, way. Though. But I feel like we got into it, which is kind of how it goes, right? Exactly. And I think you're going to be shocked by your blackout period and how it was totally normal. Yeah, so. yeah I don't. Yeah, exa- exactly. I don't remember anything I've said up to this point. That's why I love to check in. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we definitely have talked about like some of our initial kind of feelings with queer people, but now I want to talk about the other side of this straight people no right <laughs> listen all of us are friends with straight people all of us are like not every but i don't think not every queer person like can can do that you know can be friends with them can be intimate friends with them i think all of mm-hmm. us can and i guess i just want to like kind of talk about you know what makes those friendships different you know like what is like the barrier between us and them like that is not quite and like maybe there are people who like jump that barrier and like why do you know what I mean? Yeah. And by the way, I want to clarify. I didn't say no because I don't like straight people or don't have straight people in my <laughs> life. It's quite the opposite. I have so many straight friends. Mo- I think most of my friends are straight, probably. Um, and that's why I said no, because it's like the biggest dilemma of my life sometimes. I It's like comical sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, I, <laughs> Shpag, I think I told you this the other day. I... Um, on my Instagram, um, on, uh, what is it? The, the lesbian day of visibility. It was just, you know, a few days ago, I put up this poll on my Instagram on the stories. And I just asked, you know, I don't have that many followers. I don't know. You know, it's a few thousand. It's not that many. Um, but typically a lot of people participate in my polls. So I just would like to say that I put up a poll and I said, Hey, are there any lesbians on here that follow me? I thought I'll get a few, right? Like there'll be a few, maybe I'm, we're not friends, but maybe they follow me. I don't know. Waited. I waited. I kept not checking it. I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to give it like 12 hours and then I'll check. I'm not joking. There was two yeses, two yeses. One of which is my girlfriend. <laughs> you know also, that is? Just to like double shame you, like at least like what, like 12% of the population or like 17, it's 12, 17% of the population is queer. So like, you have an extra straight Instagram. Like it's almost like a straight pride Instagram. Yeah. It's like, what is my, what is this brand of straightness that I carry in my life? Do you know what I mean? Like, what is it? Maybe you um, also like straight people feel like, like you definitely are queer on all your social media, you know? So it's not like, yeah, yeah. exactly. I was going to say yeah, yeah, as yeah. a person who stalked you from afar for at least a year, um, <laughs> Well, wow, I love that. A very opening, you know, uh, yeah. a, very, a very open queer like, yeah, uh, yeah. personality. Like, so like I don't have I don't have a, a rainbow flag on my bio, but like I'm definitely very open, you know, very yeah. open. I, I'll also say, and I thought about this, and I do think this is partially true. I think a lot of people that I know who, um, you know, even women who have um, you know woman partners, I think most of them identify as more like queer, you know, somewhere on the spectrum. And I think less people uh, identify as lesbian. And I specifically ask lesbian because mm-hmm. I even sometimes, I think I struggle with that identity sometimes. I mean, I do think that I am, I mean, I think I'm largely into women. I think I always have been, but you know, I think I've, I've always struggled with that, with that identity. But I also think there's a little bit of a internalized homophobia involved in the fact that I have a hard time 
calling myself a lesbian. I don't know. It just sounds extreme for some reason. You know what I mean? I'm a lesbian. Like, I don't know. It's just like, we're going all lesbian extremists. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when you say you're queer, it's like, I'm not, I'm not committing as much to this. You know, I don't know. It's, it's really funny. I, I, I genuinely think that some people, you know, yeah, they identify as queer over, over lesbian. So it could be that maybe if I asked how many queer people follow me, there would be a lot more. Probably. Right. It's weird how often I hear this entire thing, especially the like lesbian thing, like saying that. I just feel like like almost every queer person I've talked to has like felt that sort of like extraness of the different labels. <laughs> and like, I was just thinking too, like how that is something that do you think straight people understand this? Like this conversation, like, do you, I mean, like they can hear no. it and maybe like, but like, could they participate in like the constant, like, editing of like your identity to try like you know it's like a constant yeah. editing right like yeah. it's, it's so even weird. the way absolutely it's not. even the way that you'll you know that you, you you know I call Kate my girlfriend sometimes and sometimes my partner like it's yeah. even the way that we describe our relationships that yeah. it's like it's situational but it's also like what mood am I in today you know like, yeah. it's, <laughs> you it's know? honestly depends on the person it honestly yeah. I look at age race gender and how I like respond and like, yeah. what is my relationship with you? It, yeah. It's, honestly, it's, it is a lot. Like, how easy, how easy is it for, you know, my friends who, my straight friends who are married to say, my husband, my wife, or my girlfriend, you know, they don't, there's no thought. They breeze through that shit. Breeze <laughs> through it. They don't even know they said it. Yeah. In fact, they <laughs> say it too much. I am tortured. <laughs> yeah. And I have to identify my partner. And then I have to come back to Saeed in our podcast and say, I hid who she was on yeah. the elevator in my apartment, dude. Yeah. And then I need to talk to my therapist yeah. about it. I need a journal about it. And then I need a full circle back with a couple friends about it until I get over that one moment where I called her my partner instead of my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like trauma on repeat. Yeah. But, right? It's a very repetitive, traumatic event. Um, yeah. And then I always end by looking her in the eye and saying, I'm sorry, I hurt you. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. exactly. <laughs> I have a question for you guys, actually. And I had a heated debate about this at the dinner table recently with friends. I think it was like two days ago. Um, I was with my friends who, you know, I, my straight friends, some of them, even like my one friend who is married to a man, she, you know, I, I don't know if she identifies as queer, but she definitely, you know, has been involved with women. And, you know, so... Mm-hmm. My straight friends, you know, they're straight-ish, you know, I would say. So anyway, so we're sitting at the table with my friend, her husband, and Kate, my girlfriend. And uh, my friend brought up uh, something. She goes, I'm I'm trying to be better and be more gender neutral the way that I refer to my husband. And I, instead of saying my husband, I say I'm, tr- I'm trying to say my partner more often because I think that's more inclusive. And that really kind of, it kind of confused me almost a little bit. I didn't understand it. I was like, uh, he is your husband though. Like, you know, like it would be weird if I said my partner and you assumed, you know, somebody assumed that my partner is a man, right? Like that's offensive. Right, yeah. But is it offensive if you call your own husband your husband? Also, she could say spouse, yeah. Yeah, or spouse yeah. too. There's that. But do you guys think that do you find it to be better if um, you know, the straight people in your life refer to their partners as partner and not husband or wife? Do you think there's something better about that? 
I think there's a certain privilege you're trying to hide if you don't do that. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And that is un- maybe unpopular opinions back. I see you like getting no, no, into no, no, your no. slants. I think you just actually, I thought that was like a very succinct way of kind of like yeah. hitting what, what, what the anxiety is, right? Like when you're, yeah. there's like a feeling, right? No, but go on. I agree. I mean, go on. Yeah. You know what? I was like, oh, you're the gearing up for a yeah or nay. I never tell with you. It was mysterious support, that time. Support face <laughs> with a no nod. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, I don't know. There's, there's a certain amount of, I don't want to say hiding, but in a way, like we discussed, almost hiding in how we present our others. And so that is just, I feel like it's a, it's a word that I'm a little protective of. And so if she needs to use it for some reason that I, I honestly don't understand her reasoning. <laughs> like a, like like a she, Wild West scene yeah. or what you're doing with that? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean... Robbing the, a bank. <laughs> like, who, what inclu- inclusivity are you, you reaching for when you already have it? So, I, I mean, it's... I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like... It's like, is it, inc- is, it, is it being inclusive or is it that you call your husband, your, you know, your partner because you want to be perceived as... Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. exactly, <laughs> girl. Yeah. We can trail off. We know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I want. I this is like. I feel like this is like. A, a, I got another feeling that I feel like queer people feel when straight people do this. Like there's a couple of things, right? Like when a person says partner, you're signaling that you're liberal and you're cool and you're mm-hmm. quote yeah. inclusive. You're doing all this signaling, right? But mm-hmm. I think to your point, like if you're trying to be inclusive to me. I don't feel what you think I'm feeling when you say that. I feel confusion. Right. I feel, <laughs> I'd like to know, I, I start asking questions and like about, have you seen the L word? Like all sorts of things to kind of figure out. Like it actually causes more of, for me to start like binary you or something, not binary, but like something. It's like, like, might as well call your husband my lover, Cindy, at that yeah. point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Tell her we approve of that. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's yeah, okay. That. Like that's, that's, yeah. the, that's the type of, that was very close to a heterosexual, heteronormative. That was actually very <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. That was um, the straightest so, relationship on the show. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that it's interesting that, uh, I guess I wouldn't want this to be a debate. I would like it to, like, I would like it to be like, you know, if this person who is queer and, or, you know, I don't, I don't know how she identifies, but, you know, is saying like, I'm trying to do this to be inclusive to you. And you're sort of like, well, I don't know if I feel that way. I feel like that might be something that she should take home with her and kind of sit with. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe then you shouldn't have married a man. Then, you know, if you, yeah, didn't, I want say, if you didn't want to say husband. <sighs> It really struck a chord in me that I didn't know was like there. And I think that Saeed put it really nicely. It's like, just use your privilege. Like, just do it. Like, you don't need to. This isn't necessary. It's already happened. It's already. It's It's already already happening. happening. You already. You happening in this room. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you walk down the street and you hold a man's hand, and no one is looking at you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I. It's a decision every time I grab my girlfriend's hand in public, right? Oh God! Like, (laughs) it's not. You know, it's just. uh, Yeah, it was weird. It was. It was very. um, It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like, do you know what it is? You know what it kind of reminds me of? Because I also recently had this, this I had this conversation recently where we uh, we were talking about, you know how 
as uh, people wearing masks, uh, you know, we're starting to kind of be able to, you know, if you're vaccinated, if you're outside, you don't need to wear a mask. You know, the CDC just released it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people that are like, I need to wear a mask so I don't look like a Trump supporter. And it's like, wait, don't you want to wear a mask to like protect yourself and other people? Like, mm-hmm. you, it's right. so performative at that point. Yeah. I don't really understand it. And I think that happens a lot. I think sometimes straight people are trying to be inclusive when it actually just ends up being really it ends up being yeah it's just performative you know yeah. it's like they lost the plot they forgot to ask themselves why like what who well, is yeah. this for who am i helping who am i protecting like they just yeah oh well, yeah i think that that's like a lot of like pc culture things i feel like are like that too where you like you, you hear yeah. someone say like you know, like say something and they're like just doing all this stuff around something. And it's like, wait, can you just think about who this is for and then speak to what you're speaking about? Like, right. You just don't need to like, you're just trying to like protect yourself from all the, all the backlash. That's not the same thing as asking yourself what a person who has this experience would feel from your words. Like, you know, and I feel like, yeah, yeah, we're all like, listen, and good for straight people for trying. Like, I'm not trying to like, like this person, right, it up right. talking about, I don't want to deter that. Like, and I think it's a learning are, experience. They're trying to figure it out, right? That's what this is. Yeah. They're trying yeah, to figure it out. Like you, yeah. I didn't know I felt that way. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It's a learning experience for everybody, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't want to discourage it, right? But it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it just it's straight, you know, strikes a chord. It's speaking of sort of things being, you know. Uh, the, the, the PC stuff and focusing on the wrong stuff. I, uh, I had a friend that was telling me kind of a story about, um, this friend that she has. This woman kind of recently realized she's queer and she kind of wants to, she's in a relationship with a man. She wants to explore women. And, uh, you know, uh, my friend was telling me how this girl is, you know, very sort of a gatekeeper around language, around queer people. She's very sensitive about it, which I also understand when you first kind of, become queer I think we're a little bit like more sensitive than usual about language so that's one thing I get that but I couldn't help but notice that what I'm hearing is she is allowed to go and experiment with women but not with men okay so to me that's like Strike one. So you're, you're, what you're saying. Kobe was a woman. No threat. By the way, this is common. I know so I have so many straight mm-hmm. friends who do this. The, mm-hmm. the woman can go hook up with women, but no oh, man. Yeah. Not even you know. So I was like, how can you know, how can we how can we be talking about all of this language stuff, right? When you're not even getting step number one, like you're literally saying that woman relationships are lesser, right? Like yeah. being with a woman yeah. is not threatening. Yeah. Being with a man is out of the question. So well, what are you saying? Your behavior is doing that, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. saying this other stuff. Your behavior is this though. Yeah. Language so is her application. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The panel has spoken. <laughs> yeah, it's done. It's over, you know? But it's like, I, language is so important, right? Like, we, mm-hmm. I, we understand that. We're not saying language is not oh, important. But yeah. you, can, yeah. you can talk the talk all you want, but if you don't actually act the way that you speak, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what yeah. is it actually doing? All you're doing is just gatekeeping language, you know, and telling queer people how they should talk. Like, it just doesn't really, I don't know. There I thought that was really weird. There was a situation... I'm not very proud of this situation, but one of my only, well, one of my closest straight guy friends, I've talked to him 
about him a lot to you, Shabak. I think you know exactly what I'm going to reference here. I was hanging out with him once, and he was dating this girl, and she brought her friend over who was just, like, opening herself up to women. And these these girls were at least five to ten years younger than me. I want to say about seven or eight years. And I said something, and I used the word dyke. And as me, I throw that word out a lot, especially, like, in company when I'm describing something in particular, you know, this is, that is just me. And I will throw away that she was, she was like a, a white girl, you know, from horse money in Kentucky. And, and um, <laughs> giving you a side eye, yeah, eye roll. Like, I was like, um, gold, gold know, move like, from a derby girl. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, like, you know, caught me off guard. And 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 she and she was just like really a little a little a little heated, a little hot. Um because I used that word. And I was like, honey, listen, I've been I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> me and you are not the same. You probably can't use the word dyke, but I can. Um there's some actions, really there's some actions I devoted that make me a dyke. Do you understand? Yeah. There's some yeah. things I've done. <laughs> There's some things on the list you need to like come some out to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Having yeah. your world ripped apart, like put that together, ripped apart again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's there's a I lot can call of myself shit. whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a lot of words I could say that you cannot. <laughs> so it's yeah. not there. Um, so I, I really, I really understand how this this kind of like intro in the queer world makes you this kind of like gatekeeper on what's you know, PC to say. It wasn't like that when we kind of came. I don't remember, I don't remember being so stuck on these things when we came out. Like, I feel like when, when I came out, I was so focused on being queer and less focused on the language. I mean, I, to this day, don't know what to call myself, right? Am I queer? Am I gay? Am I a lesbian? Am I on the spectrum of bisexuality? I don't know. And I don't really care because I'm living, yeah. I have a girlfriend and it's fine. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can we call this episode on the spectrum of being bisexual? <laughs> spectrum of bisexuality. <laughs> I mean, it's that, it's that song of me singing whatever I said earlier. Yeah, it's going to be useful so often. So yeah, no. um, but um, let's also shoehorn this into the next thing, which because I, I feel like we we stayed on this like uh, straight people hating. And I really like that, and I know we're talking about queer friendship, but we're also talking about like what it's not, and that's kind of mm-hmm. where we're. This is where this is going. But I also want to talk about um, on that. All three of us are right in we're pretty wiped up, like, right? This is kind of interesting to have a couple of, couple of queer ladies, got some... Pretty hashtag wife, yeah. Morning, LaCroix. Um, that my wife bought me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and, um, and, you know, so, like, I would say, like, you know, you start to get couples, friends, and stuff, and, like, straight people, especially. Like, like I don't know, like, I have queer women friends, too like I don't know it's kind of different with like straight people couple friends the way that they like traumatize us with their heteronormativity I kind of want to just go into that you know (laughs) some of the pain we we should just list some of the pain I'm getting warm again (laughs) (laughs) it's been the sweats are back (laughs) yeah it's been particularly painful in the last year for me I don't really think it bothered me honestly until very recently 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. And a lot of my friends are starting to get engaged and married and talking about babies. And maybe that's what it is. But it's almost like I just remember being younger, right? Like in my early 20s, you know, we were a mixed bag of straight people, queer people. We all hung out and we all talked about how, you know, fuck the patriarchy. I'm never getting married. Like Mm -hmm. I you know, maybe I'll adopt the child, you know, like let's do things unconventionally. And I felt like everybody was in on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, we, yeah. we made a like, promise to each other. We all were, like, were yeah, like, siblings on it. I thought we all yeah. did this. <laughs> like I thought we all watched our parents and decided that's not how we wanted to live. <laughs> and by the way, I want to say, I am not anti-marriage at all. In fact, I do want to get married. So that's not what this is. We're not what talking about marriage. Is, we're talking about straight people. Yeah. It's totally yeah. different. It's it's uh yeah, it was like I thought we had a pact that we are not we're not gonna live so conventionally. We're not gonna do everything in the in the quote unquote right order and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And and now <laughs> especially quarantine has done some things to straight people. It has changed people. It has changed them. I suddenly everything that was not cool and not priority is suddenly priority. Suddenly nobody wants to do weird things like buy a house with their friends. You know what I mean? Like suddenly, suddenly we just want to get married and um, have babies and buy a house and sit down in our living room and watch. Share at the same human, have no community, like just totally like. Don't yeah. need friends anymore. You know, I'm in, yeah. you know, mid thirties. Don't need friends anymore. I don't, you know, no mm-hmm. bars. No, there's no like going to see drag Queens. Like we're just done with all of that. Mm-hmm. Like getting and, in a good uh, school district early. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly we're talking about school districts. It's like, <laughs> when did this happen? Do you know what I mean? Like we were talking about overthrowing the government yeah. two years ago. Now we're talking about school districts. Like what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking up how to get into pyrotechnics, and this is what we're doing now. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we all tried to make Molotov cocktails last week, (laughs) and now, and now you're throwing a gender reveal party. Like, what happens? You know, and it's just like I literally posted a Facebook status the other day, and yes, I'm on Facebook because. I'm old. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally, literally that. I posted this angry Facebook thing because everybody who's on my Facebook is straight. So that was like the perfect place to do it. I was like, how are y'all just all becoming your parents? Like you're all just becoming your boomer parents. I don't understand Now you're throwing gender reveal parties. Like, what is this? You know, like, well, I feel like I woke up in a nightmare suddenly, you know, and it's have your babies, have your marriage, but like, fuck can you have anything else in addition is that your identity is your husband and your future baby your whole identity and i think that that i think for queer people because for so many years i mean fuck like gay marriage wasn't even legal like until a few years ago like we lived so much of our life planning everything other than being married and everything other than having babies because the the obstacles to achieve these things that are so basic to straight people just seem so daunting that I would rather think about, you know, plan out my escape to Costa Rica than try to figure out like how I'm going to get married. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know where I was going with that. Now I'm just getting angry. (laughs) And welcome to Swamp Grits. (laughs) (laughs) We show up with an agenda and then we just get angry. Queer anger is is this. And and I just, um, yeah, I think growing older, it's becoming harder kind of. I'm noticing to be friends with a lot of 
uh, straight couples as a queer couple we have a lot of goals and dreams and things that we talk about and only mm-hmm. some of those things are marriage you know mm-hmm. it's not everything and it's becoming harder to have topics in common and and I also yeah. think that like I don't know queer people when we have babies we have them at like 42 do you know what I mean like we're like yeah. <laughs> like now like post 40 yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to my, I'm still trying to live my thirties. I'm not trying to give up. I'm not trying to just give in and give up and sit at home. Like I'm just not ready for uh-huh. that. And that could also be because I'm like, you know, extremely extroverted and love to take a shot at a bar. Do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. that's I'm but. extremely introverted and would still not pass up on bar time. That's just just <laughs> me. I will quietly drink and watch my introverted friends do their thing. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I want that for us. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I love that we still strive for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Speck, I don't know. Speck, I, I sometimes, yeah, I, I don't like Speck. Like, I feel like the thing I struggle with this is I don't know if I'm, if my anger is just purely not en- envy is so not the right word, but like, I'm angry that it is so easy for my straight friends to get married, send invites to their family members, no need for an explanation, just get off birth control. You'll just naturally, a baby comes out when it comes out, you know, it's up to God now. Like, I don't know if I'm angry because having a baby is like to get to step zero. It's so expensive just to get there. You know, most queer people, you know, like don't make a lot of money. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's very like, I don't know if I'm just angry because I feel like I don't have the same privileges or if I'm angry because I miss when an unconventional life was still on the table with my straight friends. Yeah. I mean, what I think it's like, yeah, I think there's like so, so much like, yes, like they take for granted very much. And it's also just, you know, I was thinking too, like, have y'all ever had that experience where you're hanging with your friends, straight people, and you start talking about queer things and you say to yourself like, oh shit, I got to stop because it's just like me talking about gay stuff and like, they don't want to listen. Have you ever had that? Like, I, I feel like that happens to me all the time where I'm just like, because they talk about their stupid lives so much that it becomes like the way we talk about things. Right. So like when they accidentally mention their weddings, when they accidentally mention their families or their new priorities and stuff, they don't even think about like, I don't know how weird that feels for us. Like, I, I like, It's just, like, this is one of the reasons, too, like, I feel like we need queer friends always because, like, then you don't have to feel weird about the things you actually want to talk about or, like, the little microaggressions that they do. They're so, like, they're so small. And I think, to your point, Chico, there's, like, a lot of stuff that it's just the things they prioritize become somehow uncomfortable or it's not envy, but it's, like, I think once we talked about it, Chico, where, like, we unlearned this because we had to because we had to when we Mm. came out because we felt we built lives straight lives in our heads and then like you know and then they all collapsed so then they just like swing it around like in front of us and it's like you know I wish that they would let us sort of speak more to our lives you know or like those sorts of things and like um maybe they would and maybe I like sell them short sometimes but like at least when I'm in queer groups like I don't have to worry about that we can just like talk about the gayest shit for so long and nobody says oh should we should we talk about you know where everyone's up to with their babies and their marriages and their genders or whatever it is. Like, I don't even know what they call it. Sports ball. Genders. Games, sports, yeah. sports ball drink game. Sports ball drink game. Yeah. We don't have to and do I, that. And I think it's funny that you said like, well, do you guys ever experience this? And my first reaction was absolutely not because I never talk about queer things in front of my straight. Oh my God. Look at 
Right. I had the exact same thing. I, I can't remember a conversation where I'm talking about queer things. I talk about like very stereotypical gay things because oh. sometimes I'm like playing the stereotype of a gay person in front of straight people. I'm talking about, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race and I'm talking about like these things, but like oh I'm not God. talking about the fact that I'm deathly afraid to tell my family that I want to be married to a woman, right? Like that, I don't, yeah. I'm going to bring that up. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. and I don't even think that it's, um, and by the way, I should, I should mention this. I, I don't have straight friends that are like into sporty things. Like that. I don't have any friends that are so straight, by the way. Like, so I, you know, I, it's not quite that, but I think that, oh, it's not that they, it's not that they try to change the subject when, when we bring up queer things or when I bring up queer things, it's that if I say something like, Oh, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm really scared for the day I have to send out wedding invites. I think about that a lot. I'm getting emotional right now. And, uh, when I tell a queer person that they just get it, they look at me and they get it. There's no, uh, there, there's nothing. We don't need to like, we don't, I don't need to explain to you why you just get why. Whereas, um, a straight person goes, oh, my God. Oh, that is so sad. Do you want me to talk to your mom for you? Like, Oh, what? my God. I fucking hate when that happens. It's like, it's like no, no. I don't, I don't need any of that. And she goes, thank you for being uh, so open and vulnerable. Because Shadi and I have been engaged now for three years. And one roadblock, and this will make you feel better, I hope that every time we start talking about it, we have to stop because the just the idea of navigating the politics of who, who should we invite? Who can we not invite? Who, which one of our family is going to make a scene about it? Mm-hmm. Even if they, you know, just don't get invited, but then talk behind our backs about why it shouldn't be happening anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, there are mm-hmm. so many nuances to why we have been fucking engaged for three years. And at the end of the day, like we, we, we might just go and do it ourselves. We don't, we don't necessarily want to do that in any case. And sometimes we even think about, should we, do we want to get married? And do we want to get married anyway? Are we just going to be yeah. perpetually engaged? So it's, uh, we definitely understand. It's just so much to consider. Well, I think too, like that, hypothetical girl's reaction to is like so torture porn about you right so it's like Mm -hmm. you know you're like this like gay person who's like she's anthropologically like bringing all those movies and things in and being like you know tragic tragic queer stories yeah yeah she probably goes somewhere and it's like yeah my friend she got like this thing with her family you know and then she's like can you believe that oh my god can you imagine it's like what like we don't need to imagine we don't need to imagine. I'm living it every yeah, day. Yeah. It's not an exercise in imagining. It, like it, it's honestly, it's troubling that that's something you need to imagine because mm-hmm. it is not. There are so many things about our lives, and like, I mean, you know, you have a different experience, obviously, than I do, and Saeed does too. And like, but there are like things about every day that like is something they don't imagine, and that we have to then watch them imagined in front of us and like there's no graceful way for them to do that without me literally wanting to punch them in the face or like yeah. wish I had not said anything or like whatever yeah. like yeah and at the end of the day there's no correct way of like course. there isn't because you're the track, at the end of the day you're anything. looking from the outside in you're never gonna if you are not in here in the circle with me 
there's no right way, you know? And that's why we don't talk about queer things with our straight friends because there exactly. is no right way. There's no right way for me to explain it, and there's no right way for you to to get it or to mm-hmm. react to it. What are you going to say? Oh, okay. That sucks. Cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. I don't know what you're going to say that's going to make me feel better. Yeah. You know? And I think, too, there's something, too, about, like, when you yourself experience trauma and then you tell someone about it, and maybe this is not how you – maybe you wouldn't define that as trauma, but let's just say, like, something, something like that. I feel like you look – you like you always look at how the person receives it like you're always mm-hmm. like looking for them to like not feel what you feel because that's like a self-preservation thing because it's like right. so raw you know this thing you're feeling mm-hmm. and so yeah to your point I don't think there is something they could do but there are spaces that are more comfortable right like right. I mean saying it here she could like did it feel a little more comfortable than like saying it say like a, you know in that situation yeah absolutely I don't want to talk about this shit ever usually it's mm-hmm it's torture right like it's it's a it's like a puzzle that I know cannot be solved and yet I am trying to solve it it's it's Mm -hmm. still nice to try though right because you're just like you're just trying to to connect or survive or like you just want to like say the things you're feeling like and every once in a while you gotta throw it out there but then it's Mm -hmm. also the worst thing you ever did right yeah yeah it's like it's it's so funny I was telling my friend uh, I'm going on vacation uh next week and I was buying some books for my trip (laughs) and I had all my books kind of lined up and I was looking at them and every single book is something along the lines of like how to like be okay with suffering how to <laughs> like you know not strive for happiness but be okay with being unhappy and like <laughs> shit like that and I was like what am I saying all this light reading <laughs> yeah me by a pool just reading about suffering like you know like it's just like it's I I should write a book called queer suffering yeah you know it's just like <laughs> we'd I'd support that I, yeah. <laughs> so t- speaking of vacation you know this is another interesting topic because these are things you know speaking of things that straight people don't understand right like me and Kate specifically picked the place that we thought wouldn't be as weird as some other places for mm-hmm. two women to be in a bathing suit like potentially touching a finger do you know what I mean like mm-hmm like brushing hands hair yeah yeah Yeah. just or just like you know like we had to think so much about the safety of of the of where we're going and it's so like yeah you know I don't know like my friend uh my friend her and her husband just booked a trip to Mexico too right and uh it's so interesting like they you know what don't even think about it She's going with her husband. If anything, she feels safer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> going with a man to a different country, whereas yeah. uh, we have to be strategic, mm-hmm. right? Like me and Kate already had the conversation. Do we tell them we're a couple when we get there to this resort? Do we tell them we're a couple or do we just act like we're friends? What do shit. we do? I hate this. This is like always so fucking like. Yes. And you think every single place we go. That and is, you think it gets better, I mean. right? You know, when I was a young queer, I was like, one day all my queer problems will go away and I'm just a queer person living my life. And it's like, no, we have to make strategic decisions about being existing as mm. queer people all the time. And it actually gets worse, I think, as you get older because you start to see the people around you live so comfortably and you are constantly trying to be comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like I've come into commerging. I'm a I'm a complete commerging now. 
Saeed, me, Nat, and Sean all went to Cancun together. And um, I do recommend the the queer double couple because um, it, like, it helps, like, it, like, supports, you know, like, you, you have yeah. other people. Because we can't, like, show our insecurities in front of each other, so we have to be, like, gay for each other, right? So it was kind of, yeah. like, next level, I feel like, with each other. And then what was great, right, is we had this, like like um they had like a person who came and like made us breakfast right and we were like oh this is so cool let's let's get it again and then they sent like the lesbian the next time for us <laughs> what you noticed that too yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was so we were like, yeah and it she was like appeared out of the mist <laughs> because, because we had we brought the energy and they knew they knew obviously because we were being gay at them and then they now were that's like that's good customer service Oh yeah, and but you know, <laughs> it's also like not even about the reality. It's about how you feel, right? So like, yeah. it might be. I mean, I, like this is like a resort town. Of course, they like are used to queer people being there. Like it's not, but right. it didn't make me feel. It doesn't make me feel safer. Like sometimes you just you just if you don't know a place you get that fear, right? Like, you yeah, don't know, yeah. like, I get this way um, in New England, too. I'm always like, what's happening in here? And, like, Mally's like, super <laughs> liberal and super gay friendly. I was like, I don't feel safe. It's all white people in khakis. And for me, that means something <laughs> different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't feel like I know who is safe. And she's like, they're all liberals, like, to a point that's, like, crazy. And I'm just like, I don't want to be here. I don't know them. I don't know their whole thing. I don't. You know what? The best them. part of this year for me was everyone in the world realizing that not just the South is racist. I was like, "Oh, welcome to our world. Mm-hmm. Every fucking place of this country is pretty fucking racist." <laughs> um, oh yeah. But thank you for opening this up. <laughs> we we won't go into race, although we could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, um, I I recently watched. Um, uh, this ad, it was like Expedia or something like that. It was like one of those travel uh, ads, and this shit made me cry. It was so cute. I don't, and I should send you guys the link of it. Um, it was basically just this like video. It was like three different uh, kind of stories, I guess. Um, there was like one like lesbian couple, and then there was one uh, gay man couple, and then there was one uh, trans woman, and they were basically uh, each like going on trips. And the whole ad was like they were just happy, and they were like holding hands, and they were being cute, and there I'm was no crying. like now I gotta go yeah. home and come out to my mom. Like you know, <laughs> there was no, none of that. It was just like gay people on trips having a amazing time in these beautiful places that are probably expensive you know mm-hmm. gay people do expensive things too mm-hmm. um and uh, <laughs> and uh it made me so happy I cried for so long at that video and I watched it so many times because I realized I have never seen so much queer joy you know in these ads the ad the queer ads are literally always you know I'm going home with my partner for the first time and introducing them to my parents it's always that it's Mm -hmm. never like I'm just having a gay old time you know like just just living my life I'm doing gay it's fine yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's great we love it which is like most days of our lives like coming out to your parents is one day like or like you know many days but like it's it's like 15 days you know it's like different days yeah most days I'm also I'm just having breakfast and getting online to work. I'm not just like gay and sad all day, every day. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, I really do love that aesthetic for you. It's gay and sad and having breakfast. <laughs> okay, wait, so, so obviously like this 
devolved into us participating in queer friendship, which I think still still keeps the theme. No regrets. No regrets. Um, But any final thoughts on queer friendship? Again, I don't remember anything we just talked about. So, like, I don't know, you know, what has been said or what hasn't been said. (laughs) (laughs) There is. I appreciate the intensity of my queer friendships, but also the comfort. So I think that can sometimes be a double-edged sword, but for the most part. Yeah, we didn't talk about that part, did we? (laughs) We did not think about it. Hey, I like that we're just keeping on the positive side of this. Didn't talk about our breakup, Shika. Oh, my God. (laughs) We didn't talk about any of our, like, stuff. Like, we, like, how, okay, we didn't talk about how, like, we met and I moved into your house the next week. Like, I, you, like, we friendship you hauled. Do we need to talk about this? Wait, wait a minute. What? You put you hauled? God, such a lesbian thing to do. And I had a home. Yeah. I had a home. Shuka is the perfect example of a, like, truly intense queer friendship that started, like, in a fire, you know, and then, like, Mm. became completely romantic platonic to a point of, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, fatal attraction for both of us and then we had pu- big public breakups and crying scenes and everything um and yeah. then, I, mean, I think we come to a stable place relatively i would say right um but i'm yeah. still down for like whatever needs to happen to sort of like keep the fire going you know it was i mean episode of just yeah me. yeah <laughs> i mean All it was that. i i think i think my friendship with speck was and still is my most intimate queer friendship right like Mm -hmm. um and it was like you know when you're a teenager and you're learning all the like you know when you come out as a queer person you kind of go through your queer teenagers all over again and everything's intense Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to figure everything out and when I met Speck I was like oh my god I have so much to say and do as a queer person let's go and it was like summertime it was like a three-month period of just like we had to be as gay as possible every day, you know? And then it was just, it was like, yeah, it was an obsession. Like, I think I was, you know, it was an obsession. Like we, we love to joke about this. Like one time we were at a show. So I took, I took back to a concert and, um, you know, I like, I like for her to stand very close to me. I don't like when she's like further away. It makes, it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. So we're standing at this show. I'm like looking ahead. And then suddenly I like don't see Shpeck and I start panicking. I grab my phone and I text, where are you? And she's literally, so this chair is, is me. Here's Shpeck. She's like, I can, I'm, I can see you. I'm literally like right here. Too. She was having a whole, I mean, because yeah, I mean, like I betrayed her. So, I mean, <laughs> obviously you abandoned. Yeah, abandoned it was abandonment and we dealt with it. It's actually had, like, it, my, like, I had my extreme abandonment is conversation is a screenshot of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I found, I found that screenshot that I took from however many years ago and I sent it to Shpeck kind of recently. It just says, where are you? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> just be the image yeah this episode yeah it might have to be where are you like that was yeah I mean I've just I decided and uh, like Shuka to me has has subbed in for my first girlfriend because my first girlfriend's like a monster and so like for me I just like consider my first queer like intense friendship with Shuka like kind of 
a better version of the first queer relationship I've had. Like if you think of, you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you think of relationships, not as like necessarily like, you know, sexual yeah. experiences, like instead mm-hmm. they're like, you know, not that some of it was on sexual shoot, but you know, like most of it, you know, was just sort of like trying to figure it out and like feeling connected to someone and just, okay. Yeah. On the friendship front too, with the both of you, one thing I love is that I have this person like, you know, who like is that first intense friendship, but then like Saeed, like you're also someone who like, you know, we stumbled upon each other and we're like, boom, what? Yeah. What? It was electric. Electric. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. concerning. And, and it was like, concerning. It still happens. Do you know what I mean? Like every once in a while you'll meet someone and it's just sort of like, boom, like, I don't know. There's like less space between me and you and other than like, I, I feel when I'm with other people and like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, that happened like instantly in a conversation. Right. And I was like, always just craving to talk to you. Like when, like, that's why like, it's nice to have a podcast now. Cause I don't have that craving all the time. So I could appreciate it. I don't think this could happen with like straight people that as easily, like it has, but not as easily. Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's what I want. Like, I think that's what I ultimately want after all of, you know, everything that we talked about today. It's like, um, I don't feel right now like I have, um, I have that. Of course, I have Speck. I text Speck when I'm feeling, you know, whatever queer feelings of the day, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but but being able to have somebody in person who's there for me in that way, because it can't always be my girlfriend, no. you know, that's too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, with our community too, is like how, how that, how that sometimes puts so much pressure. I mean, just, to, just for like, they a, have to be everything for us. Yeah. yeah. She's my best friend. She's my only queer yeah. friend. She's mm-hmm. my, you know, everything. She's my girlfriend. She's my everything. It's like, yeah, it puts, it's too much pressure, you know? And so I think having somebody else to um, dump some queer suffering onto um, would be great. So um, if anybody listening to this um, lives in Chicago, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> people. Yeah, this is an open call. This is a casting call for <laughs> queer women friendship um just a warning that it's either zero or a hundred with me there's no other thing so you know if you're ready to you know you gotta dedicate yeah. you gotta um yeah there's no uh, outside the club be ready <laughs> yes we will go <laughs> yeah we'll go from me not knowing your last name to us bawling our eyes out outside the gate club yeah. i mean it will it will go that fast okay. so you know that hit is me up. well with that said Shuka, thank you for being our first guest. Um, I'm so glad, like, just having you both in the same virtual room has brought me, like, so much, like, joy and bliss. And, um, yeah, I hope you, um, I hope you are, like, going to, you know, take a shower after this, sweating, you know, I know. But, like, it was worth it. Every drop was worth it, I promise. Like, you did awesome. And, like, it was great and amazing. So, just so you know. Thank you so much for having me. This is, like, really special. And, um, I was really nervous for this, but now I'm really sad that the conversation's ending. So I think uh, that's a good sign. And let's have more conversations, non non recorded conversations. Let's shall do we? it. Let's do it. And just remember too, like Shiga, you do have to come on at some point to discuss the L word at some point, just as an expert. So. Oh yeah, we you will be tied into that one. There's no, especially season five, because mm-hmm. apparently that's the best season. And yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Apparently, apparently, it's so messy, and I love it. <laughs> Second only to the reboot, apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. well, y'all, um, yeah. See you in two weeks. 
Swamp Girts out. Swamp Girts.